and welcome to the Synapse UCSF Student Voices Podcast. I'm Victoria Turner, Synapse's Editor-in-Chief and graduate student in the UCSF Neuroscience Program. In this podcast, UCSF students and trainees chat with people who are making waves in science, journalism, literature, and more. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to participate in this brief uh, um, interview with uh, UCSF Synapse. So, um, just to introduce myself pretty quickly, so my name is Sarah. I'm actually one of the staff writers for the UCSF Synapse. I just graduated from uh, UC Berkeley earlier this year, and I am a pre-med student, so I'm just, I've actually applied this cycle for, for med school as well. So I'm, you know, on the pre-med track, and I have experience uh, shadowing fertility physicians and working at uh, fertility clinics. You know, that's actually one of my main interests in medicine so far. So I'm like, you know, really interested in learning more about women's health. So, you know, this interview is, you know, not just an assignment for, you know, the newspaper. It's also a way for me to kind of learn more about this topic as well. So once again, thank you again for, you know, taking the time. I know it's obviously super hectic for you guys being in medical school. So um, before we start, why don't you both just kind of give me like a brief introduction about you guys and, you know, uh, your year in medical school and also, I guess, how you guys came to start uh, this organization as well. Um, Sure, I can start. Um, First of all, thank you so much for having us here. Sorry, it's been so chaotic to organize all of this, but I'm glad we're finally here and um, excited to talk to you. So I'm Neha. Um, second year medical student at UCSF. And um, yeah, so I'm not sure exactly. So we didn't start the organization like we, me and Meredith didn't like found Med Students for Choice. We just ended up um, being the co-presidents for this year. So we're currently leading this chapter. And I guess the reason, like personally, the reason that I was very interested in this is because I think inherently like um, we have the right to our own body and that entails the right to any like medical decisions that we need to make for our own bodies. And I don't think that anyone else has the right to really dictate where we stand on that. And so that's something that I've been like very firm about, like not just abortion rights, but I think like even like patient assisted um, suicide and stuff like that. Like I'm very firm about like my body, my choice. Um, and so I think that's why personally I was very passionate about this. And then I'll let Meredith talk about hers. Yeah, um, my name is Meredith. I use she, her pronouns. I am a second year at the UCSF UC Berkeley Joint Medical Program. Um, so I'm in my second of five years. Um, and right now I'm doing research, um, in more of the environmental justice, um, wastewater space. But, um, I really, um, like Neha said, we like kind of came to apply to take over the, the organization last year. And, um, for me personally, I really appreciate you kind of mentioning the um, fertility piece of reproductive justice, because I think that everything is interconnected. I personally like came into this space with a lot of experience with like reproductive and gynecologic illness. And so um, from having that experience, I think I learned um, how important of a part of um, the conversation abortion is even in situations of IVF and that they're really the right to one really equates to the right to the other. So, um, and I think that that plays out in many different ways in, um, in healthcare, kind of like Neha mentioned that, um, really the right to choose is something that permeates a lot of autonomy in the medical space. Um, so I really wanted to be a part of med students for choice to, um, 
to really contribute towards that conversation and movement in our in our healthcare system. I, I know you guys said you didn't um, actually like found the organization itself, but uh, in from you know now that you guys are leading it, what would you say is like your mission uh, statement or your vision essentially for this organization and other members of uh, of it as well? Um, I would definitely say we really hope to educate all medical students about um, like family planning and abortion. I think that um, this is typically something that is, you know, really kind of emphasized in the gynecologic specialties. And so um, a lot of people don't get exposed kind of early education and really only end up um, learning about how abortion works and what it looks like and how family planning works and, and contraceptive works, um, in a clinical space if they are going into, to specializing in that. But the way we feel about it is that, you know, no matter what, it's going to be something that shows up in your patient history. It's going to be something that comes up in every sort of profession within the medical field. So we really want our classmates to, um, be educated about that. And I think the other thing that we really try to hold in a lot of the work that we do is, is the recognition that, um, you know, the reproductive justice movement has, um, been one, I think, especially in terms of family planning and contraceptives that, um, has been really inequitable. It's one that, um, is also rooted in eugenics, especially in the state of California. So we want to be really mindful of that as we move forward and, and just make sure we're also educating ourselves and our classmates about some of the really, um, really harmful history of this field and, and how we can do better as we are looking, you know, forward to the future in terms of advocating for access. Yeah, Meredith, thank you so much for saying that. I think that's like a really, really important point and something that doesn't really get talked about a lot, um, which kind of brings me towards like my personal, I guess, like my goals with this organization were mostly to bring awareness. I think there's like this inherent taboo of talking about reproductive rights and abortion. And I think the more we talk about it and really foster the conversations and bring awareness to the issue, the more people are willing to talk about it and willing to give like basic access to rights that, you know, like all women and not only women, but all people who are capable of being pregnant deserve. And so I think for me, like opening those conversations, fostering those conversations, having the elective, having the panel, like having places where people can really talk about those experiences and open them up is um, like the reason that I really wanted to do this work. Thank you guys for mentioning that. What's something that you learned when handling this organization uh, that you didn't know before you came to like UCSF? Um, I will say one thing that we engage with a lot and that has really been driven home by a few of the speakers is just how important um, California physicians are in the fight for national um, access to abortion. And that it's something that COVID really interferes with because especially at the beginning of the pandemic, when we saw a lot of issues with travel restrictions that um, we really saw a decrease in abortion access in a lot of different states because physicians from the state of California could not go and, you know, go to Texas for a week and provide abortion. So I think that's something that has really also like shifted my perspective in terms of what we should be fighting for um, and how to go about that. Um, because as 
physician trainees in the state of California, I think we have a lot of privilege and a lot of access to information. So I think because of that, we have a lot of responsibility to, um, to the, you know, the people who are, are not able to access that information or access those services. Yeah, definitely. And I think the most important thing that I think I took away from this was Meredith and I tried to advocate for increased abortion access in our curriculum with the deans. And I mean, it was a really fascinating process to like learn more about the history and learn about the like legal aspects of abortion curriculum. But it's also like it like UCSF is doing a great job, but there's always room for improvement. And even in such a progressive institution like UCSF, um, there is always room for improvement. And I think it's hard for, uh, it's like really hard to kind of gain the momentum and gain that, uh, like that real push to change. And I think like, unless Meredith and I are like standing there, like begging the deans to like add abortion and access more into the curriculum, like things won't happen. And I think basically we learned that in order to like make any change, it really starts from a few dedicated, passionate individuals who are willing to put in the time and the energy and really bring issues to the forefront. Because like there are so many issues that are important and everyone is passionate and fighting about different things. And sometimes what happens is like issues that some people may say like aren't as important get kind of pushed to sidelines. And it's our responsibility if we're passionate about it to really bring it to the forefront of the conversation. Since you guys have uh, become like the co-presidents for the organization, do you uh, have you noticed like an increase in the student response towards uh, like participating? Um, yeah, I would definitely say actually since um, since the legislation um, that Texas recently kind of put into place, we've received a lot of interest. Um, and so I do think that really does speak to the power of like conversation and destigmatizing that conversation, saying the word abortion um, is really, really powerful in getting people motivated and having people really um, engage with the issue. So I will say that that was really a turning point. I noticed in terms of our attendance, in terms of our communications with people across all the different schools that we saw so much energy right after that had happened. I absolutely agree. And honestly, it was really like enlisting and inspiring to see how many people were passionate about it. And I think, I mean, it ultimately comes down to there are so many issues that people are passionate about and people like don't know where to put in their energy. And abortion has always been an issue that, yes, it's important, but we have Roe v. Wade and we thought nothing would happen. And until the Texas legislation was passed, I think people didn't really realize how precarious precarious the reproductive health situation in America was and I think that was kind of like the spark that really lit a lot of people's attention and they're like oh wow we like really have a problem like we need to do something now and I think that kind of galvanized a lot of the students at UCSF and I hope like with more access and more like reproductive health electives and more panels like more and more students start to realize this is an important issue and they get more and more galvanized towards this momentum and like we really capitalize on this momentum right now and yeah, I think it'll be good. I think it's only going to go uphill from here in terms of student engagement and participation and turnout and interest. I know with COVID and all, it's probably not as, it must be a bit more difficult to kind of organize like events or uh, panels, et cetera. But have you guys been able to organize any events so far like that? Or do you plan on doing something in the future? 
Yeah, so I will say um, there have been some things that have actually been made easier in the fact that there is so much presence in a virtual space that we can actually convene more people than maybe we would otherwise be able to. Um, so in the um, in the spring of last year, we were able to do um, like a doula midwifery training video um, that we showed. And then we also had Carol Joffe, who is a sociologist who studies abortion practitioners. And she was really able to talk to us kind of about the, the struggles a lot of practitioners have been facing during COVID and providing the care that they want to provide. And then this semester, we've also been putting on virtual panels, virtual elective courses. So um, while everything has been elect or has been virtual, I think that we've um, still been able to kind of pivot to the moment. I will say, I think there are some parts about especially learning um, some strategies like how to insert an IUD. That's something that really does need to be hands-on. And so um, that's definitely something that I hope can make a return in the coming months. I think especially as our classes return to in-person that we can get some of that hands-on training because I do think it's a really important piece um, to add into the mix. Yeah, and I think um, just to kind of add on to that, I do think the virtual platform has allowed people from all over to come and present on topics that we probably wouldn't have heard other people speak. So, for example, like we had an abortion panel, like from providers perspective, like what the perspective is of providers giving abortions. And we had providers from all over, I think like one from Tufts University, one from USC, and then a few from UCLA speak. And so I do think the virtual platform has allowed our um, not only our audience to grow because students from all those three schools were able to come but also just exposure to um, different varieties of providers from different areas of the country which is important because obviously as you know like abortion access differs greatly depending on where you live so I think that's been one benefit if they are like in person when do you typically organize uh, like general meetings for your members um, yeah, so as of right now, um, we aren't even really allowed to convene, convene meetings in person, which is um, kind of just something that we have to deal with. So um, for now, one thing that's happening on a weekly basis is the uh, Family Planning and Reproductive Choices Elective is occurring every Wednesday at noon. Um, and that's something that is like across the different schools at UCSF. So we have School of Medicine there, School of Pharmacy there, School of Nursing there. And we're really kind of catering the classes and the speakers to um, have something for everyone and um, be able to educate the different, you know, the different schools and what they need to know in regards to a different topic. So that's where you can um, most regularly find us but we do also have in recognizing that not everyone can you know come to an elective course at noon um, we do also have different things different events that are going to either are going to occur at night or have occurred in the evening time so that um, people can especially come to some of our, our really big really popular talks so like the abortion provider panel that Neha just mentioned is a really popular one and we made sure that was in the evening time so that people could come after class. Once again, I, I do want to thank you guys both for taking time out of your busy schedules. This is a great first opportunity for me. And, you know, I'm really glad to be able to feature you guys both on the podcast and the article. Thank you. Right. Thank you, Sarah. Really, really thank you, Sarah, for like giving us this opportunity. And I really hope that we get to talk to you more soon. Uh, yeah, just completely echo what Neha said. This is really exciting for us to get to like have a platform like this. So we really appreciate it.